right, let's go to our next guest because he's a genuine legend of the game and he um, clearly all of that work was done at the Hawks, the Australian Football Hall of Fame, one of the best finals players we've ever seen. In fact, the medal is named after him and an excellent coach in his own right. Uh, the legend Gary S joins us. Ezzy, thanks for your time. No problem, Kane. How's everyone Who going? to get on than to tell us about this Port Melbourne player who you've coached, Ethan Phillips, who's been picked up by the Hawks, which you must love, Ezzy. What mm. sort of player have they got? Yeah, they got a really good kid, actually, Kane. He's a boy that I coached for a couple of years, and he came out of the Oakley Chargers. Uh, Port Melbourne had a bit of a association with them, and he also was out of St Kevin's at, um, in the Strong Vaffa competition. So Ethan will certainly give everything that he's got within his repertoire and all the attributes, which are his intercept marking, reading of the play, and clearly he's been able to apply that trade at the VFL and, of course, he's been able to come in as a pretty much a ready-made player. So let's hope he gets an opportunity to do that on the big stage. Yeah, I mean, it's great stories when you see these types of things happen on the eve of the season. So the intercept marking ability has been well-documented, Ezzy. Um, why hasn't he been playing at AFL level and, and what would he need to improve on in his game, do you think? Yeah, I think there was a couple of things, Kane, even going through the early time, and that was clearly he's got to work on his craft, which I thought was his disposal kicking needed some work, and clearly that's got better over the last couple of years. And I think the pace as well was probably another issue, and I guess you can make up for some of that if you can read the play pretty well, and you might be just that little bit ahead of them mentally. So I think they were probably two areas, and... Also, too, it's all right to be an intercept marker and I guess not have to worry too much about an opponent defensively. But clearly he's been able to do that, mate, with playing on the better forwards within the VFL, but still able to play to a manner that has clearly got him the round Fothergill medal. And he's also done pretty well from what I can see in the Port Melbourne Best of Ferris. So consistency, no doubt, has been another attribute that he's developed over the last couple of years. Ezzy, uh, having coached at uh, the VFL level for a long, long time, uh, the, the, the great challenge must be for some of these kids to, to maintain the dream. It is, Jared, And clearly, I guess, another one that comes to mind that uh, certainly showed a fair bit of resilience, persistence and perseverance was Brody Mychek. And yep. now look what he's done mm. with a premiership to his name. And, of course, he just really needed an opportunity and I'm sure it's the same with Ethan, and yes, it is, I guess, very disappointing, but from what I can sort of know about both those boys is that they really were keen to work on things that they needed to try and do to improve and then subsequently get drafted, and now with the system that they're in, which will be 24-7, that they can then improve with that sort of tutelage advice and all the expertise that they've now got on a full-time basis. Gary, Sam Edmund, I appreciate you jumping on. I wanted to ask, as, a, as someone who coached at VFL level for a long time, you know, we're always celebrating the kids who, or the mature ages who make it like we are now with Ethan, and they're great stories, but what does it mean for the VFL clubs that they leave behind? Like, I'm, It's February, I know, but there's a mid-season option as well. Is it tough on the VFL clubs that, that can lose players as well at short notice? And is the system, I guess, uh, adequate at the moment? Oh, look, it's very tough, Sam, because clearly they're generally your better players. And if they are taken now, although Ethan clearly went from Port Melbourne to mm. Box Hill and 
they've had a wonderful alignment with Hawthorne over the years and there's been a lot of success stories and none more so than Sammy Mitchell himself, I guess, in the early days. So, yeah, you don't get a lot of compensation for what the boys will no doubt put in as far as the hard work and then clearly the team, I don't know even whether they get any money at all these days, but it is a tough one. I'd like to think that there should be some, I guess, compensation that is brought in because it could possibly be the difference between a standalone team making the finals and not. And the VFL system, I think, is a very, very good one. And clearly we need it from a mature age aspect. And no doubt with the mid-season draft coming in, I think that'll even be better still. But whether there's a bit of a trade-off, maybe that just adds a little bit more thought because, you know, the VFL clubs would be uh, at a loss when they lose their better players, no doubt. Ezzy, from time to time we go, how many of these talented players are out there Mm that haven't been discovered. Now, you you would think that each AFL team's got probably 10 recruiters in their list management staff that are viewing all of these games. Are there still some that slip through the cracks? I think there always is, Kane. And it's probably a bit of a a two-way street too because some guys clearly will get an opportunity and then they'll be delisted and then go back to the VFL and their, I guess, desires may change and then Mm. there's others and... Clearly, it's a timing aspect as well because really the list managers and recruiters know very well what they need and sometimes guys do just not get picked up because they might not be the right fit for those particular clubs. So, And in this case, obviously, Ethan's been given an opportunity because the young defender, Blank, went down at training with an ACL. So, yeah, it's probably a good time for Ethan to get it, but obviously disappointing for the young bloke to miss 12 months. Well, you've got any Nick Watsons on your list down there at Montrose where you're coaching in the Eastern Footy League, uh, Airsy? Big club, your one? Yeah, it is, Sam. Yeah, we are one of the bigger ones in the Arrow Valley, but the short answer is no. <laughs> We've got his brother. Nice, <laughs> so, right. Yeah, so Brad's a little bit older and been one of the premier players within the Div 1 competition, but I don't think I've got another little Nick Watson, the wizard, uh, around at the minute. But who knows? We might unearth one uh, as the season unfolds. How many games have you racked up coaching now, Izzy? Oh, geez, Jared, that's a really, really good question, mate. I think uh, when you've been doing it as long as I have, mate, you just sort of tend to roll along and just keep doing it while you've got the passion. But Oh, maybe close to 800, I think, Jared, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that would be a big number. Oh, Sammy yeah, mentioned you're coaching um, in the Eastern Footy League now, as you know, just over the weekend, the AFL announced that they're going to spend a billion dollars across the next decade to support community footy and essentially get more people playing footy. It's a billion dollars. It sounds like a huge number. What are you seeing on the ground mm. and where do the funds need to go to make a meaningful difference? Yeah, it is a lot of money, Kane, and certainly there's a lot of clubs out there that would need it because a few years ago, I think a lot of clubs and individuals were hurt by clearly COVID. So I think that's taken a real uh, edge off what these young people were doing, both uh, girls and boys. So I think the education, the skill process, I think sometimes the good players are easily recognised, but it's the ones that could come through over a period of time, i.e. Ethan Phillips or Brody Mychek. So I think it's the skill development and um, clearly what we're trying to do, I think, with uh, the latest thing, which is concussion and make sure that our techniques and craft and skills in so many areas that make these young uh, boys and 
girls better players so that they can then fulfil their dream as all of us, uh, probably Sam, have been able to do, So, which is play that great game. So I think um, the first thing we probably need, if anyone's listening, Montrose needs some nets at the, behind the goals, Kane, so that'd be a good start for us. <laughs> well, we could have a chat to the AFL because I don't think that'll put a blip on the one billion, so they'll surely be able to sort you out. Hey, Gary, yeah. I, I know it's 19th of February at the start of the season. I want to take you to the end of a season, and, and obviously, as uh, Kane alluded to, the Gary is a water course. I can't think of a better award to have um, in your honour, to be honest. The player's been judged as the best player throughout the AFL final series, so when the furnace is at its hottest, you got to stand up, which you made a career out of. For, for maybe younger listeners this evening, I mean, what are your non-negotiables for September football? The, the things you have to get right, and what are the keys to performing when, you know, the scrutiny is at its most fierce? Oh, I think it's first and foremost is enjoying what you're doing because there's a lot of hard work that goes into it over the pre-season and then clearly the home and away. So it's about building a foundation, I think, to then be able to be prepared as well as you possibly can there's always that excitement because clearly you're starting on a campaign and everyone wants to be part of the premiership team and that's the dream. And luckily enough, I've been able to live that a few times. But I think it's about uh, controlling the moments and not letting the moments control you. And you really cannot play to the results. So it's very much about the process and understanding that you can only control what you can and um, clearly the guys that can elevate themselves as we saw late in that last quarter in the grand final last year they're the moments that you got to play extremely well and it can be the difference between winning a premiership and not and unfortunately you really don't get that many opportunities so it's about getting that opportunity but then but just grasping it I think Sam so fairly basic but always be fundamentally driven and Mm. then you'll generally get out of it what you want. Mm. Well, you want to publicly state your expectations of the team to the media uh, pre-season, as he was. So I've got two different strategies. Brad Scott has said, no, nah, I'm not putting any um, forecasts about winning or making finals on the agenda publicly. We're just looking for improvement in all areas. Damien Harbick at Gold Coast says, look, uh, who knows what the ceiling is, but I can tell you the floor is finals. Did you ever get, I don't know if sucked in is the right word, but publicly stating a lofty ambition in the pre-season? Oh, yeah, I certainly have, Kane, and uh, I think it's very much about the excitement because clearly there's teams that are going to go through and play finals and there'll be one lucky winner, but I think it's where your list is at and where your group's at, and clearly if you look at Geelong, they've had such an unbelievable amount of success over a long period of time. They've kept that wonderful team together pretty much, so why wouldn't they be bullish about their chances and Mm. Clearly, what we've seen with Melbourne and their window of opportunity and where Brisbane and Collingwood are at. And, you know, let's be honest, if you put it out there on the table, that's clearly fine. But then you've actually got to look at what processes and the foundations and the games that you've got to win to qualify. And I think they're all the things that you really can do short term. But clearly, your long term goal is that you want to win a flag. Not everyone will, as we know, but... I'm sure it's really about where your list and your team is at at that particular point in time. Ezzy, always great to catch up and hear your wisdom. You're always generous with your time. Good luck at Montrose in the Eastern Footy League this year. No doubt you'll have more success. The resume keeps building. Appreciate your time on Sports Day. Thanks, Kane. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Sam.